Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a while, but we are back with the Me Heads podcast. Burberry scars, shrimp and perion, living like a comet, moving amongst the stars, $100,000 sports car. everyone so the debate network awards here on this channel the circle debate youtube channel of course so ladies and gentlemen the host of dbs wide obviously here with my other host me compare my blood my all my sangre he is already part of this pretty much family he is you'll see him on the logo soon don't be surprised so there you go ladies and gentlemen of course help me welcome the real pepsi the real mussolini the real pepsi with the cult of personality that's right pepsi fell in let's go now Yo, yo. Oh, the round of applause. Yes, we are here. Yes, live live and in action. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. We appreciate you. Oh man. Yes, we, hey, baby. What's going friend? on? Just in time. That's why he is exactly just in time for that reason. That is right. Yes. Hey, what is going on, Steven from the Hue and Face? What's going on, my brother? Appreciate you. Happy Saturday. Hope you guys are ready because we're gonna just first we're gonna start. We're double header today. We're doing, of course, the awards, the first annual debate network awards, and of course, at the same time after that, we're gonna take an hour break and then come back here and do the watch along for AEW World's End, which I think everybody's excited for that. You heard our predictions two days ago, which was a fantastic one. So I mean, it, you know, we'll see how it's how it's gonna turn out. Mm -hmm. So, Ben Pepsi, Phil, are you excited for this awards that we're giving out today? Truth be told, I took some time and actually thought about the entire year, and there were some stuff that I was really excited about and stuff I forgot about. So yeah, I, I, once I realized what I forgot about, I was like, oh yeah, this is this was a good year for wrestling. Truth be told, storylines. And everything you asked for, this was a good year to be a wrestling fan, to be honest with you. Absolutely, it is. And I can't wait to start off. So we're going to start off the first topic, ladies and gentlemen. 
And this is the one that we're, you know, the Pepsi Phil and I, and of course I had to not pull up because <laughs> there was last minute from the director and of course from <laughs> De Niro. What do you got? Yeah. So the first one we're going to start off is first topic of the of the awards, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Rookie of the Year Awards here for 22. Graydon, what's going on? Yo, 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 what is going on? But yes, first topic here that we're going to talk about is, of course, the Rookie of the Year. So this is the one that I'm excited to hear Pepsi Phil. So I'm going to let Pepsi Phil take it away. Man, my brother, take it away. Give your people what they want. Dirty Heels, love you guys. Mm-hmm. watching this, you know, I'm shutting out for you guys. Dirty podcast. So, okay. what I will say is this: I got to put this on all the rookie of the year. Let's face it; most of these rookies, quote unquote, have been arresting for at least five to ten years. So, when we say rookie, it's just people who've been on the, who's pretty much been on camera the most. That's pretty much how, how I translate it. Because let's face it: for them to get to be on television, for us to see them, they have they've been in the trenches a lot longer than we've seen them. So, rookie of the year is a bit of a misnomer, but Starting off with my first rookie of the year, the kid. I'm starting off with she, who we talk about respectfully. First one goes to Sky Blue. Ah, Sky Blue for the female. Honestly, every single day I see that kid improve. Now, we're not going to talk about her new change and her. She joined Julia Hart. But before that, she started off. And if I'm not mistaken, she's what in her twenty, like twenty or twenty-one, about so. Yeah, again, yeah. twenty. About twenty. And she, right. in a really short amount of time, has had some legitimately great matches. Um, she's really young, so she does need some time, obviously, for some mic skills and things like that. But she already has the presence down. I feel like one of the things that Bret Hart once said is, "There's three things that make a great wrestler." Um, the look, um, their mic skills, and, the, and and her wrestling in general. As far as I'm concerned, she's got two out of three already, and she's not even 25 yet. So once she, if she can round that out with some good mic skills enhancement, I think she'll be a threat really soon. So yeah, so but at this point in time, she's taken everything they've given her, even though it's been really tiny in every match she's had. Thank you, Steve. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, like, like to quote the to quote Bernie Mac, she's got a great future behind her. Um, <laughs> respectfully, but forgive me. Um, no, she um her skills every single time I see her in the ring, she gets better and better. It's like she like she goes through a match, goes back, looks at the tape, and learns what she could do to get better. Hey Kayla, Kayla, hey Kayla. So for me, my rookie of the year is, is Sky Blue. I know. At least from a uh, from on the women's side. Okay. Now the men's side's a little more complicated. Uh oh. Because right now these dudes have been, like I said, they've been wrestling so long, so it's not like they're brand new. Because okay. for me, my my guess, and this kid, I mean, he's like I said, he's better than a rookie, but I still consider him rookie since he's relatively new on the screen. Is Trick Williams. Really? Yeah, like I said, really? calling him a rookie doesn't really seem fair, but honestly, I feel like 
he could have been that or the other thing, which probably the breakout star, but not really. But he's not good enough to be a breakout star yet. But I think calling him a rookie might be the best thing that makes me happy. But again, that dude's been in it for a long time. So calling him a rookie just seems seems to undermine that man's work that he's been doing. I picked Trick because honestly, Trick, I, I genuinely like I watch NXT for him and some other dudes, and like including Tiffany Stratton as well. Uh, and that, that entire roster down there never disappoints. But for some reason, Trick stands out to me. So that's who those are my two picks for rookie, quote unquote, rookie of the year. Wow. All right, hold on. I, I gotta put it up here for everybody to see because man, we got yeah. So far we got uh we got sky blue, but we gotta show people your pick of Trick Williams. Wow, yeah, rookie of right. the year. Wow, like I said, that's, that's, a good, that's a good pick. I'm not gonna say it's wrong with that. It's actually a good pick. Yeah, he feel like, but like I said, he feels like he's just starting to come into his own, and and I don't know if that's because he's been running with Carmelo Hayes, but just. The way he he's coming into his own, I mean, honestly, he reminds me of all the wrestlers I love during the Attitude Era. Like he honestly, Trick kind of reminds me of a, uh, I'll say this and forgive me for this, but NWA, <laughs> NWA R Truth or Ron Killings. Ron, oh, hey, that's not bad though. No, just respectfully, yeah. <laughs> respectfully, because he's got a hell of a, like I said. Like Ron, he's got a hell of a t- he's got a great look, great feel, great mic, and honestly, he is really athletic, and the moves he pulls are amazing. But the personality reminds me a lot of Ron when he first started in NWA, NWA and rode in a TNA. Ah, indeed, I love that. I love and I mean, that. I'm pretty sure everyone could probably. I mean, I'm sure our fans will probably come up with like other currencies, and Ron might be not be a fair one for him. Because, like I said, where he 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 kind of like run crawled so he could fly. So, but yeah, but Trick, like I said, Trick, I'm I'm always happy to see Trick do his work. I I'm with you. I I, I can't disagree on that at all because Trick Williams has improved a lot mm-hmm. as being a manager and from going from manager to just becoming a star on a singles competition. Yeah, with a tag team in NXT, mm-hmm. and the fact that he just got that walk that Trick. I mean, it shouldn't shouldn't get over, but even Booker T was loving it. So, oh no, it 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 went over. Mm -hmm. I mean, it shocked it shocked us that it did. Mm -hmm. And I I remember, you know, the director and I went went a while back, and we talked about this, and we said, uh, we both said it that, you know, why is Brian Alvarez giving shit on Trick Williams because he's using that whoop that trick like. And he and he's saying, "Oh, what does it mean? What do you mean? What the fuck it means? Like what? Hell no! What? Oh, the panger? What's going on? He will be joining us later on today. Mm-hmm. The panger. Oh, this is a panger, baby. That's right. What's up, Tim? What's up, baby? That's right. Nipple mania running wild, baby. That's right. I for sure get you. You know, I'm with you on Trick Williams being Rookie of the Year, and he has. I can't wait till Tuesday for NXT New Year's Evil to see how he's going to pull that off. That's one thing for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that." And, and of course, look, with Sky Blue, I'm with you. I can't disagree. I have to, you know, your pick is really, really. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I would, I would definitely go with it for sure. Uh, but I have a different pick for that. But th- mm-hmm. I do love yours. I definitely do love yours. Let's see what's good, Pepsi. Ah, that's right, Nipple Mania, baby. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. Right, brother. 
Okay. <laughs> I want to hear your pick. I want to hear who you got. So. Oh, man. I'm going to start off with the male first. That's what I'm going to start off. And I think he's, for me, is a rookie. And he has, has started off very, very well. And ever since he went fucking heel, he has improved. And he has got the people's right behind him. And that's heel. So that is for sure. And the man that I pick on the male side of rookie of the year, mm -hmm. Dominic Mysterio. Really? Yeah. You really? Because, like, he was, I, he was I, I agree with you. Like, honestly, I was going to pick him too, but he's like, he's been in, like, he's, he's, he's like two, he's like got tag, he's got belts two, he's like two, three years in. But think about how long I took him to get the belts, though. Yeah. That's yeah. Because he, yeah, come he on, been, I think about it. He wouldn't heal. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. That's a good pick because honestly, he was going to be on my, but I was afraid that he'd been wrestling because you know he's an 18 year veteran, technically. <laughs> technically, right? Yes. So, I, so yeah. the idea of calling him a rookie seems wrong, but no, um, he was definitely on my list for rookie of the year because his growth, I mean, was it like he trained with his father in Conan, trained with Jay. Uh, who's it? Uh, uh, Le uh, Jay Lethal, and then mm -hmm. he trained with Lance Storm. I yeah. mean, you can't hurt. That's not a bad. That's not a bad education, right there. No, it, it's really is not. It's not at all. And I'm really happy mm -hmm. the fact that you know Dom's really impressed me ever since he went heel, joined Judgment Day. Yeah, it, even though he already had in ring abilities already, you mentioned mm -hmm. all the who he trained with. He still trained mm -hmm. with the Lucha Bros yeah. as well. So, yeah. I mean, for him to get where he's at, and there you go, Dom improved within this 2023. You like, know, extremely. You but, know, yeah, go ahead. for me, it's probably because he got he got so good so fast once he flipped that switch into being a heel. Mm -hmm. And the way he worked with Rhea and the way he worked with the Judgment Day and the fact that he, like, he found the role he was supposed to play as, you know, Dirty Dom or... I'm gonna lock up Dom. <laughs> and the fact that he will sell that storyline, like those segments when he's like going home for Thanksgiving and he like <laughs> got arrested in front of his house, like it threw, I guess it kind of threw me off because that man literally has gotten so good so fast. It's almost unnerving. Like it honestly, it honestly reminds me of how Kurt Angle came in. All right, exactly. It's exactly how you said it. Like, well, fucking Kurt Angle came in, but Dom really has got the people right behind him, he, mm -hmm. and he got someone where he has them, and I feel that mm -hmm. he has accomplished that very, very, you know, very, very well. And and also, just to let everybody know, this pick is also the director's. His okay. Chris yeah. Kennedy's pick is this Dominic Mysterio's a male, and his pick for a female is Sky Blue as well. So okay. that's so he's with you on that. So he one and one. So he got one of yours, and he got one of mine. <laughs> De Niro did not pick, unfortunately, because he didn't know to be honest. He's like, I don't know which one. I'm like, all right, fine. So you'll see it on Instagram, folks. So I'll, I'll create a little videos for them and you'll see what their picks are for them. That is for sure. My female rookie one of the year mm -hmm. that is made really, really uh for me was yeah. I was just like, what? They did not ex did not expect her to do what she did. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of her accomplishments. 
Drum roll, please. Uh -huh. Really? You're telling her as a rookie? I hell yeah, she is. For me, she's a rookie. This is the reason why I'm telling you why she's a rookie. Okay. Because before she even joined, you know, joined the Black House, she would did not do much. I mean, really, okay. Being the cheerleader, we talked about this. Like, yeah, the lead the cheerleader. What did she really accomplish in that? She didn't get the TV time that she has now within True. you know end of the year 2023. For her to have that story to you know that what happened to her eye and how it developed for her to becoming a, an evil, oh yeah, I'm I'm evil and I'm here with a house of black, and it's like okay, I love I I enjoy I loved it every single moment of it. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. for her, and not only that, but her in-ring abilities, Pepsi Phil, how she improved throughout this year, yes, her wrestling and given the TV time she's given and fucking given this fucking character and is going yeah. with it and is doing fantastic. And and we, and I was we were there, I was there full year. She, yeah. she won the fucking TNT TV uh, TBS, excuse me, uh, championship. I we we called it Chris and I said, yep, this woman deserves it. This mm -hmm. is her year. And what a what a year for her to you know it is, for me it's a rookie year. Honestly it is because okay. now this is because yeah the TV time and everything. So this is I feel that why she is you know you, you know, the the rookie of the year for that reason. So and, here's, here's the interesting thing about her that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. She does the thing I enjoy that Taker and both Crow Sting did. She don't need to talk. No, she doesn't. She doesn't need to say a word. Like, honestly, I don't think she has done a promo yet. I mean, I think she may have did one where just a few things came out. But truth be told, she has not done a full-on promo. And right. the thing is, though, she is still scary. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, like she, it's like she called Undertaker and Sting and go, look, what do I need to do? Or maybe she just looked at a bunch of tape and said, this is what I need. Like, this is like, um, that's why it was hard for me to make her a rookie because it was like, I, I have her, I, I will talk about it, but I like, I have other thoughts on her that we'll talk about later. Oh, that's for sure. I can't wait for that. All right. So we got the next topic, ladies and gentlemen. That's already one down. We got six more to go, but we're going to, we're going down, baby. All right. It's time to hit. The next video topic for you guys to see, which one are we going to go with? Yes, 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 yes. That is right. We're going rising star of the year, male and female. We're choosing two, folks, because there's a lot that we've seen on the male side in professional wrestling around the world mm -hmm. and also in the female pro wrestling side around the world as well. Mm -hmm. And... This is a year for them to get a rising star for me, meaning, folks, is when you're hitting that market all over the independent scene and the big promotions and you're catching eye on everybody. Mm -hmm. You're watching what you're doing. They're seeing how you're growing within you know, the pro wrestling community and the business. And this is could be your call up next year to be signed by one of these big promotions, AEW, the WWE, New Japan, mm -hmm. you know, TNA, you know. We don't know. These are going to be big promotions that will be signing these people coming up next year. And I hope they get officially signed. But Pepsi Film, take it away. 
All right. Know what, you let me know when to, when to hit the drum roll. So what are you going to okay. go first, male, female? I'm going uh, male first and then female. All right. Go so ahead. for my male rising star, this dude, honestly, we have been begging WWE to bring him to the main roster, and we have already done predictions on where we think he should go. The man, honestly, I don't think there's a point when this man jumps in the ring that we don't get a five-star match. Fuck you, Alvarez. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank literally, you. Literally, all his matches have some of the best storytelling I have seen in someone that young. Uh, the man I'm going to give this award to, drum roll, please. Mother Smurf and Carmelo Hayes. Oh, well, <laughs> what? Carmelo Hayes. What like, tech, I know Rising Star is a little different because he's been a great, but honestly, that man needs to be on a larger stage right now. To For me, I feel like he has outgrown NXT. And the storylines they're giving him at this point is holding back his development. Truth be told, he's in the same position Swerve was right before he left. Swerve had pretty much peaked as much as NXT as he could, but they would not pull the trigger and let him go to the main roster yet. So I feel like Carmelo Hayes is peaked and ready to go to the main stage as far as I'm concerned. I love that pick. I think you're right. And especially what we saw him do what he did on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. I think he's ready. I yeah. think that he is ready to be in the main roster. And I think mm -hmm. he could pull it off. Him and Trick, I think, combine and say yeah, they if, exactly. if they keep them combined and not break them up, I, I would definitely go with it because I feel like Carmelo Hayes deserves to be up there. And see, like even JPC, what's going on? JPC, Carmelo is the best thing yes. going on NXT. Yes, yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. I agree with you 100%. And, I mean, think, he, and think about it Trick being mm -hmm. around Carmelo has made Trick so much better. Yeah, so, it's so. true. I mean, not the trick wasn't great already, but like for some reason, the way they play off each other is 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 a thing to watch. So for my female rising star, all right, let's see. Let me uh, eliminate the drum roll. As far as I'm concerned, she's a she. As far as I'm concerned, she showed up and made like literally in a really short amount of time broke away from her original mode and literally has taken over and honestly starting to redefine the direction for the championship. My pick, and this is why she didn't make Rookie of the Year, is Julia Hart. Julia so, Hart? Yeah. Rising? Okay, so that makes sense. Because think that about it. That makes sense. So, she's only really been on this track for a really short time. And she's fucking killing it. Yeah, now think about it. When we first started, like you said, she was a cheerleader at first. She got converted to the dark side. Joined the House of Black, still as a valet, because before... She was still a cheerleader as, as a valet, wasn't really doing much. And then, obviously, whatever the House of Black did to her, they gave her something in that Kool-Aid. Because once she was training <laughs> with them, and they started incorporating her into storylines. Not What's good, Dylan? What's good, man? What's going man? On? The lead like, it wasn't yeah. just having her as a valet. They started putting her in, like, having her jump into matches. I remember at All In when she got, was it, uh, was it, I think, oh, no, I think she took an L for the team when she was trying to try to spray someone in the face. I forget exactly what it was, but she ended up getting drop kicked off, off this, off the ring mattress. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then she starts wrestling. 
she her persona has reached a point where she was actually getting Brody King as her valet. And mm. then then she and then at a certain point you notice that she started wrestling on her own and she broke away from the House of Black. Now I don't know if they're gonna like officially say she's no longer with him because she still has the same look, but mm. I hate to say it, but in the House of Black, she was the breakout star from there, and she rose up out of there, which again for every faction, there's always that one person. And think about it. The first few months after leaving the House of Black, we said, give her the belt. She got it. And we were like, yeah. Like, literally, we were like, she deserves that belt. Because in a relatively short amount of time, which give or take and wrestling is probably like, what, six, seven months. She has literally changed her persona, proven herself to be an actual wrestler. And I think the first time we saw her be great, was mm-hmm. her first match, and this was a loss to Chris Statlander. Mm, that's true. And but even then, we were looking at it going, that's a great showing. And and if you think about it, the, the, the woman we saw at the very beginning when she was with the varsity blondes, yeah, we would never would have thought a woman like that could bring that kind of presence to a match. So for me, I count her as a rising star. She's really young, and I mean, they're already starting to give her it looks like. She's already got a tag partner. Maybe they give her own faction soon. So that's very true. Yeah. That's so very true. That's why I picked her for my rising star. All right. I love it. I love it. But like I said, right. these things get kind of weird because it's like rising star seems like a little bit of a misnomer because she's been doing that so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's who those are my two rising stars are. I'm curious to see who yours are. All right. Well. All I know is that I'm gonna before I give mines, I need to give uh let's see. Well, <laughs> I know director says Trick Williams and Julia Hart, so he's with you on that. So he got you on <laughs> Julia Hart on that yeah. one. <laughs> the trick, Wh- trick Williams actually bounced back and forth between Rising Star and Rookie of the Year for me, too. Oh, oh yeah. And De Niro's picks is of course is LA Knight and Julia Hart. That's his pick. Mm-hmm. Those are his picks. So, That's actually, yeah, the LA Knights are really good call too. I guess yeah. it's hard because he was like he's in it, he's in his 40s. So it's like, and I remember seeing him in TNA or Impact, technically, and NWA. So it's just like oh yeah, NW, he killed it in NWA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of weird thinking of him as a rising star, but I mean he is so yeah. I mean, he is a rising star because now he got everybody's like paying attention to him. They're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, LA Knight, all right, but yeah. I mean, right at night, yeah! right? I... Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> That's right. All right. Now it's time for my picks. My picks, people are going to be shocked like, what? I'll, I'll explain why. But I'm going to go with the male first, and I'm going to save the female for last. But the male first one, this man's name has been all over the independent circuit and in the main stars, you know, in the main promotions, excuse me, this main star has, well, this star, excuse me, has actually really made a name for himself around even an AEW. Mm-hmm. He's been there a plenty, many, plenty of times, was called out by an AEW star. Of, and I'm hoping that he has that dream match. And I'm, I think it'll be a dream match. Okay. This man is very underrated. He does not give the credit what credit's due. And I'm not doing this because, you know, for personal reasons, I'm not. I'm doing this because 
I think this man deserves to have an opportunity to be get a contract next year by either All Elite Wrestling or WWE. But I feel like I would want to see him to go to New Japan. I want to see what he could do over there. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Hernari could pull it off over there and being from nobody to somebody, he could do the same thing. So mm-hmm. drum roll, please. What we got, brother? Dun, 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 dun. Yes, I know. And that is Ryan Keith. Oh, ah, yeah. Ryan Keith, who is a rising star in the world of professional wrestling. This man, the bounty hunter, who is also the PCW Ultra Lightweight Champion. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And I must say it because we had him on the show. That has no good reason. For me, it's more about seeing what he's done, his attributes, like everything, what he has accomplished in in all these promotions in, in Texas Pro, mm-hmm. you know, in in PCW, mm-hmm. he's done things in GCW, he's done things like in you know, Ring of Honor, AEW. We still haven't seen him in a WWE ring, you know, as of yet. Hopefully, soon we'll see him there, maybe in NXT. This man deserves to have a shot, an opportunity to be up there in that television for either one of those major promotions. He didn't even have a good- fucking impact in, in TNA. He did have a good show on AEW, I will admit yeah. that. Mm. Mm. He definitely did. I mean, and for Brian Danielson to call him out, I'm like, man, and remember the media scrum, he called his mm-hmm. name out. Like, I really want to have a match with that guy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Brian Danielson going at it. Fuck yeah. yeah. That would be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I would not mind to see Brian Keys get a sit, you know, get signed. And mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a legitimate workhorse. He's like honestly, he 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 has the same kind of mentality Brian has. And for me personally, I think he has. I agree. Same, like he does, he loves wrestling. Like he loves the show. He loves putting it all in hundred um, percent. He didn't really show up on mine just because I think, like you said, he doesn't get a lot of TV time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think so. For he didn't mean to click up, but I remember on AEW, I was really excited to see him show up, and I was really glad he was starting to like. Because honestly. I'm hoping he ends up the Willow route, kind of. Would mean honestly, he deserves to be an AEW regular, but I feel like he'll end up in ROH and then eventually get folded into AEW every so often. Um, but I think he'll be a good. I think ROH will be a good home for him for a little bit before he outgrows that because this man outgrows every place he's in. Oh, no, absolutely, man. No offense to the other promotions, of course, but I'm just saying he like he just gets to be a point where he just starts to outgrow it. So, oh yeah. All right, so who you got for your female? Because I'm curious about this one. Uh, yeah, no, this is another one. That they... huge right about now. <laughs> well, for me, this is another star mm-hmm. that I feel she has another one that deserves, ha- has had TV time, has been in major promotions. Mm-hmm. I think this star should definitely be signed already by now, and I feel like I'm hoping next year she should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing she accomplished is she went to Tokyo Joshi Pro and competed out there, mm-hmm. and I was really happy for her for her to get it because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. She is well deserved to have that. And oh, let me see. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> JPC. Nope, that's not mine that I'm picking. That's I'll not a that, bad. Pick. That's not a bad pick, though. It's it's not a bad pick, though. I'll tell you that, JPC. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad pick. But my pick for sure. On this one, who deserves to have a time on TV? I know she had prior before, but not as like oh, just like a jobber, as you could say. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't I hate to use that word because I don't think she she's not a jobber. This yeah. woman has developed, she has trained the knocks, she has really developed her style of where she's at. Lucha Libre style, strong style, she's done it all. This woman <laughs> deserves to be signed either in NXT, WWE, or AEW. Hell, put her in Ring of Honor or AEW or even stardom. Give her that shot over there and start them, and she'll fucking blow it. She blew it in fucking Tokyo Joshi Pro. She mm-hmm. can do it over there too. Drum roll, please. God damn it! I got it. Come on, there we go. Oh, he was bad. Fix him. Yeah. 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 Woo. Back in the day, she was yeah, she was the one I had as the one to watch. Yes, and yes. she still is the one to watch. This is the woman that I've been watching and I had, of course, like I said, this is nothing because I had her here on the show. No, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's more of the what she has accomplished and where she's at. Her all her credentials are there. The matches that she had on, of course, we've seen her in Dark Elevation. We've seen her in Dark. We've seen her, of course, on Collision. We've seen her on Dynamite. We've seen her on Rampage. We've seen her, you know, in she's been, she's been making she's been making around like like some strong strong moves around. When I'm and honestly, I'm surprised she hasn't been signed up yet. That's know, what I'm saying. I know she had a tryout with WWE, and honestly, um, I feel like they missed the ball on that one. But then again, I feel like she also. I mean, she might be better than NXT is right now. I mean, that sounds weird, but I feel like she could probably do a lot more in other places. Um, if then going to NXT because I think, yeah, I feel like she needs to go to ROH. Or, I mean, I saw her in Japan because why? Because I have the new Japan Pro app that I'm a, that I'm a subscriber to, um, for $9.99, as they used to say back in the day. But, no. <laughs> but she had a great showing, and honestly, I have always enjoyed watching her wrestling. I saw her, I found, and honestly, I didn't find her on any shows, I found her on YouTube. So it wasn't like, I mean, which should tell you something right there. Cause like she just popped up on YouTube and I started tracking her down, found her on, found her through Instagram and then just start tracking her. And That's she cool. does have great moves. She's got a, she's, she's a solid work. Like she's legitimately some good work. Like she reminds me of like a young natty. Which, oh yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good I know people are like, if you, like if you remember when Natty first came out, she was, she was strong style, and they made her turn it down because she remember Natty was the last one out of the heart, heart. I think out of the heart dungeon. But no, back to back to her Viva. Um, no, she like she's like she's got some solid work. So yeah, that's actually, uh, yeah, that that's my bad for leaving her out of this mix. So, oh man, I I, I couldn't because the fact is because she what she's accomplished in besides the PCW, what she accomplished going you, you know Tokyo Yoshi Pro. Yeah. You know, everything, you know, going everywhere and even in Future Stars Wrestling, all the independent circuits that she does, she has done phenomenally in fucking and, and she's a, And she's a bit of a belt collector herself now. Exactly. She's the hell expensive collector for that reason because mm-hmm. that's why I love it. I love the fact that she's been doing it mm-hmm. and is going to continue to do it. And this is where I feel that Papa H, damn it, keep an eye on her. Fucking, all right, give her a try one more time. Trust me, she mm-hmm. will not disappoint. Tony Khan, the bullshit, Tony Khan. If you're gonna build these, give an hour women's fucking show, either give up on collision or fucking rampage, give it to them and, and add her to it. She deserves mm-hmm. to be there. 
Because mm. honestly, I'm still waiting, and I don't, I don't know if this has happened, but I feel like it should happen. Watching Viva versus Willow would be amazing, in my opinion. That's a dream match I want to see. Oh my god, hell yeah! I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I already seen her Zoe Stark. They went at it. They, they okay. had a great matchup okay. back. You know, Future Stars of Wrestling. They had their matches. It was awesome. This woman is is surprising everybody. It mm-hmm. all of us every year of what she's doing and what she's accomplished. And she's and I hope next year. I hope we get to see on her social media her, her tear eye because I'll have a tear eye if she gets signed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she does. I mean, twenty twenty four should be. I hope is the year she gets signed somewhere. At least, if not regular, like a per regularly, at least semi regularly because she needs to be on television right now. Absolutely, she needs to be there, man. She definitely needs to be there. That is for sure. And she has a great look. I mean, she has a great look. Respectfully, we're not that kind of look. I meant like as. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of look, not at all. Yeah, no, but yeah, respectfully on that side too. <laughs> Very much respectfully on that side too. Respectfully on that side. <laughs> all right, ladies, it's time to move on to the next topic, and I'm gonna let this play because we gotta let this topic play. That's right. Tag team of the year. Oh, we live, Kobe. We still we live. That's right. Yeah, Dirty Hills. What's going on, Kobe? He was live earlier on Twitch. People didn't catch him. Make sure you follow Dirty Hills podcast. Okay. Make sure you follow them and catch him on Twitch because this man has been killing it there on Twitch. Shout out to my brother, Kobe. Definitely. But man, tag team of the year, Pepsi film. Now. Y'all, the floor y'all, is yours, my brother. Y'all can drag me all the hell you want. I will. <laughs> this is strictly. This is personal. This is this is all emo. This is an emotional pick. But damn, all of it. In regards to it, it's going to be um, it's going to be the Briscoes for me. Okay. I'm all right. I'm picking my tag team of the year. Is I know everyone's like, oh, that's because we're yes, exactly. Because truth be told, in my opinion, they were already on their way to being tag team of the year. I agree. Yes. So as far as I'm concerned, um, they already were. So I just, I'm sticking there. They're on, and honestly, the other tag teams they have, like Lucha Bros and a few other, like the, the Young Bucks and all that, and even, and even FTR, they were all great wrestlers and, the, you know, the Usos also. But truth be told, when I think about impact, when I think about moments, you know, wrestling moments, dudes that always gave me wrestling moments and continuously did it, the Briscoes always show up at the top of that for me. Okay. Like a hundred percent. Like I know, like I said, I know yeah, I know everyone probably think that's just a compassionate possible pick, but honestly, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, why, why not? I feel like honestly, they were on their way to getting there anyway. They had just hit what 13. As the R as the ROH champion, and so they were good. Well, I think it was thirteen. Yeah, thirteen times ROH champion tag team. 13, champion. Yeah, thirteen times. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, they were already on their way there. And as far as I'm concerned, they're they're right up. They're right up there with the Dudleys. Yeah, hundred percent. I am with you, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, so, I couldn't. That's my pick for tag team of the year. I I am curious to see where because I will say I kept all of my choices to like North American North American promotions. So 
Mm-hmm. So, so just a heads up. So if y'all don't hear any real, there won't be a lot of Japanese picks for me. Although technically, Jay will hold. Don't hold me to that. Well, Matt Callis, good. You know, he's on vacation. If he would have sent me his list, I guarantee all of the business is all New Japan. I already know it. <laughs> I already know. I wouldn't be surprised that all his picks are fucking nothing but also all New Japan's. Speaking of Japan, honestly, Takeshita came really close to being my rising star of the year, too. You know what? That me too. He was really close of being mines, but I was looking really more at Brian Keith and, and yeah, I, that's I mean it's still a good call, no doubt. Oh man, I had to. So we go with director's picks. Director's picks is judgment day. He oh. chooses the judgment day on this. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. I, if he joins us later, I have to ask him about that one. Oh no, yeah, he's gonna join us. I think uh hopefully he's gonna try to make it uh for for the watch along he's gonna try he said if not then he'll probably do the aftermath with us he said because he really wants to talk about it and he's actually excited to really 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 talk about what happened on world's ends because he's, he's gonna be watching it mm-hmm. so that is for sure right. so i'm su- i'm surprised too that he put the judgment day i'm like what why the judgment day because honestly they, they don't really feel like a tag team to me at this point they it's more like just a faction with it's not like say Arn and Tully but I, yeah. guess, I guess you could probably use that, but they don't really feel like a tag team to me because honestly, they have spent so much time. Well, I mean, they're a little weird beefing thing, which keeps coming and going, but yeah, I'd be curious to see. I, I want to hear this one, so I don't think it's a bad pick. I just say I'm curious to see what his reasoning is. Me too. I, I can't wait to hear his. I can't wait to hear well, what's his reason. I mean, because they are two time champion, two time unified champion, so that's right. Two-time unified. Mm-hmm. And then we have De Niro's pick. Mm-hmm. His pick is, oh, baby. There you go. We were better than you, baby. Adam Cole and MJF. That was his tag team of the year. I don't, I, I mean, if you break it down, Pepsi Phil, do you agree with this? Or do you don't, don't really agree with this one? I agree with this one only because the storyline around these two made them a, honestly made their tag team one of the most compelling storylines ever because truth be told this they followed the same i know we like everyone likes saying claudio and sheamus route but honestly yeah you go back to uh magnum ta and nikita koloff when they had that best of seven series and at the end of it they became they became a tag team that's kind of like that's the type of storytelling these two told to become a, a great tag team. Like, they went against each other. They were friends. They were not friends. Um, Steve, you are not wrong, my friend. You are <laughs> no, not wrong. You're not we wrong. actually had that conversation Thursday about their tag team issues. Yes, we did. Um, but honestly, yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with this. Um, the only reason why I wouldn't pick them as a tag championship is because their storyline thrives on them having friction between each other, no matter how mm-hmm. close they are. So... I guess that kind of works as a tag team because I remember with the Rock and Sock connection they had that kind of tension as well. But honestly, yeah, this they, these guys sort of, I mean they bounced around there too for me, but we can talk about them much later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm with you on that. Oh man, it's hard for me to pick one because mm-hmm. honestly, there really hasn't been a, a tag team for me that has caught my eyes and been like, oh my god, yeah, oh shit, like yeah, I haven't really felt it. I understand? I, it's difficult for me to choose, but if I had to choose, I would choose one 
Mm-hmm. The reason why I would choose these people, and there's a reason why, mm-hmm. is because ever since they joined, they created, they joined this faction, mm-hmm. and they actually really did something with it. And if and honestly, it fit them very well, especially with the gimmick and just everything overall, the character. Okay. And and I feel that I, as a tag team, they developed from being a joke. Mm-hmm. Being a jackass joke mm-hmm. from now to be basically okay, these are the ones who are deserved shit. I feel like they should. I felt these guys should have gotten these belts back and run with this along with their leader. Mm-hmm. And the what and I know people are gonna give me shit on it. What who I'm gonna talk about, but drum roll plays. I had to. I had to. You know, there's what? a reason why. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. What? I agree with you. I agree. They are a great tag team. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, I enjoy them as a tag team. Against my better judgment, they have found a way into my heart. That's what pissed me <laughs> off. They pissed me off. I was like, God damn it. These morons are now, they're, damn it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how I feel. It's like, so well, they're getting to me, they, but I like, I like it. Getting past the lineage, they can wrestle. They do great wrestling, and they do great storytelling. So yeah, you are. I I, I got no. I got no complaints about this pick. I know everyone. I know everyone likes to give them give them, give them crap because yeah. of like basically kind of like like you said they start off as jobbers, but yeah. everyone starts off as jobbers. Yeah, I mean it just. Think about this because the way how you know, like what I mentioned, because they went after the whole thing with their dad was mm-hmm. you know, they left and then they were nobodies, they were fuck, they were becoming jobbers, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. And then they were like, Okay, now what do you do with these guys now? What the fuck do you do with them? And now it's it's like okay, we we, we gotta see something with them, and we finally did, and we we finally fucking get to see something joining the bullet club, yep. you know, with Jay White and you know and Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. And it fucking fits them. The character, like the the gimmick, that the psychotic, the Bang you know, Bang Club, the Bang Bang Club. Yes, it fits them. I yeah. feel like it fits them. And truth be told, can you imagine Juice Robinson and Jay White? I mean, Jay White's not that much older than them, and Jay White as a mentor is not a bad place to be in wrestling, as far as I'm. I, you pray, you're preaching the words, my brother. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It's true, and. I feel like this is going to be their year coming up if they involve them more into the tag team. You, we said it on Thursday, like you know the the tag team in AEW has not been relevant as of, as of late. Yep. Really hasn't. Mm-hmm. So it's why not give these guys a chance to do it and run with those belts? I, just think about this: if they, if they would have won those belts during the time of the feud of Jay White and MJF heading into full gear, that would have made a lot of sense. Of like, oh. Oh shit, maybe Jay White is gonna win the belt. It's gonna get us to be like, oh, what the fuck? It could get us to that direction. I mean, that's yeah. how I feel. But in truth be told, they always look good when they're in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I know people like I know people are like they're the gun, they're Billy Gunn's kids, but honestly, the way they carry themselves in the ring, they are like I said, they have the same thing Dom does. They were born in a business, they respect it, and honestly. They have learned. Like I honestly would love to hear how they feel, who their trainers were, because honestly, 
yeah, they were annoying. Yeah, I did not want to like them. And honestly, remember at all in, we were calling them the interns. Yeah. And but at true. the same at the same time, though, they've had some great interests, which honestly that has to be mentioned. Um, secondly, they're just <laughs> I enjoy watching them be heels. Like I enjoy them as heels. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 all on board with this pick right here. Yeah. And I, truth I, be told, they're a young team. They have the, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like these guys could be the limit next year if they really focus on pushing that, you know, the gun club. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you know, the bang bang club, they really push it to that level. I feel like they could do it. Even if you give Jay White, let's say the let's say you give G, Jay White the international title mm-hmm. away from Orange Cassidy and then give these men the tag team. I think it's, it's gonna go very well. Truth you know, be, Juice, I know that he's hurt, but you know. truth be told, I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, the, the devil's henchmen, I thought it was those two. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense really for them to be the henchmen, but honestly, it doesn't not make sense for them to, to not be the henchmen. Because honestly, think about it. The henchmen just won the ROH tag team, uh tag team championships. And if you want ROH to have a presence and you want to push them and you want to have a tag team division that you love in ROH, and ROH stinks of nothing but great tag teams. Like putting them in that ROH tag team division, get some exposure, get some practice, get them some reps, then I think they would do fine. Because honestly, though, although I haven't seen them do a heat seeker before, but that's not to say they haven't learned in the background. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was like, if Jay, it like if we do a thing where Jay, where it is, it is Adam Cole is a devil, and him and Jay, maybe it's him and Jay White. Because remember, they do have that Bullet Club connection as well. Mm-hmm. And with Juice Robin, and with Juice being hurt, Jay does need another, does need a third person for the team. So Jay, Adam, Gun Club, there you go. So it's not. I feel like, but I was just like, no, nah, it don't make sense for them to be the henchmen. But now I think about it, it's like, you know what? Uh, Tony Khan, if you do that, you might be craftier than we gave you credit for. <laughs> right? <laughs> like you might have to get a, you might have to get a little toss of the beer to you, sir. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I probably would have to give him a toss and be like, you still, man. I, yeah, I'll be like, Arnold. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you but either That's way, but either way, they are they're good, they're a good tag team on their way to becoming great. So oh yeah, man, they are. I think uh that's why I it was difficult for me to pick a tag team because I know people are gonna be like, why not FTR? But what have FTR done as of late? No, they, they've been putting people over. That's the that's thing. The, that's the only thing. That's you know, besides that, but what else as of late is what yeah, that's it. Like that's don't it. get me wrong, they've had good matches, but most of their work's pretty much been about putting people over, and let's mm-hmm. just face it, they have said they they're starting to run at their their tanks starting to run empty, and so they don't get a chance to do as much work as they want to. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Let's see. Uh, get, what's going on, <laughs> Justin? What's going on? What's good? Get your subscribe yeah. to get your podcast, baby man. My boy, just mm-hmm. you've been killing it right there. My mm-hmm. boy, right there. What is going on, my brother? All right, man. What's it's next? Time. The next topic. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one that it's gonna get everybody like, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are gonna talk about it. So I'm gonna let the video play itself and allow you guys to know what's next. So before I do, let me take a little bit of this and let this play. 
That is right. This is the one I was excited about the most. <laughs> Storyline of the year, ladies and gentlemen. I love that fucking sound. Like, like I had, what I was thinking about, what should I get to use that for the storyline? And I had to get to shut the fuck up. Like, because it, it's a heel thing. It's a heel thing. Like, okay, you, like people going off. I couldn't even gotten that or boring. I couldn't even gotten boring. I could have, or anything, but I had to go and shut the fuck up. I mean, we are TVMA, folks. Remember, we are. The following program is rated TVMAL. It can. Remember that. We are. But Pepsi Phil, my brother, the floor is yours. You let me know when to hit the drum, bro. Okay. So this one, to do this storyline, I had to have a very specific kind of criteria for picking it. Mm -hmm. um, for this one, I had to see who was the most compelling, who carried the most weight. And I didn't necessarily need a resolution, but I did need to see an end. And that end had to have me go... And then what happens? Like, it has to make me look forward to a post-storyline events in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And truth be told, I'm going to give you honorable mention first. That's fine. Yeah. Honorable mention goes to Sammy Bloodline and Jay Uso. Uh, that okay. was probably the most compelling and most interesting storyline. And honestly, it is the longest time since I've seen some strong storytelling like that anywhere in any pro wrestling. But that was honorable mention. Okay. So this is why he didn't get tag team of the year. In my opinion, the best storyline in pro wrestling right now is the MJF, or I refer to as the MJF redemption storyline. From sorry, I forgot to mention Ash Brothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it starts off with a beef with Cole. From there, it becomes a match. That that's basically a well, I mean, they're basically an MJF win. They get a rematch. They somehow manage to form. They are forced into a partnership with the tag team tag team tournament they were in. Mm -hmm. And somehow between that, MJF also turns into this like, I have seen the error of my ways, sort of. And then. The storyline of MJF and Cole trying to figure out, figure each other out, and in two separate matches, the amount of emotion that I have had to be traumatized by with this storyline, not knowing what's happening, has been amazing. Now, the reason why Sammy, Jay, and Bloodline didn't get it is that's like an entire collective to have to do it. The reason MJF and Cole won was they literally carried this, this on their back, like just two dudes. Like for me, that went a lot. And now that this thing is over, it now goes to this devil storyline. Because now it's like before when, and even, and the best part about the storyline is even though Adam Cole is hurt, even mm -hmm. though he's hurt, the storyline didn't stop. As far as I'm concerned, that's a great storyline right there where you don't have to like change trajectories too much from the original storyline. Mm -hmm. So all I keep thinking about is if you take the Sammy and Bloodline and Jay Uso, and let's think about it. If you had a thing where, say, and this one since it's a, like on the same level as Cole, if Jay Uso had gotten hurt, can they still do that same storyline? Or if Jimmy or Solo got hurt, does that storyline fall apart? Um, yeah, I believe it does. And honestly, 
And the, the last criteria, what happens next? Honestly, at the end of this bloodline storyline, we wanted it to end. Because honestly, I will say this. I honestly don't care about what comes next because it should be over. I With, think it's going to be over. I think, I think it should be over by Mania 40. Yeah. But if, that's still I, I, I don't. I know but, it's long, but it, it makes more sense to do it. Mm-hmm. Unless fucking Papa H is doing Vince a favor. Okay, fine. I'll have him. But the thing with this storyline is it's evolved from just Cole and MJF, MJF, MJF becoming a good person, Cole and MJF, whether or not, whether or whether or not they will kill each other, uh, who is the devil. And now you want, and like, I mean, this has been a long running storyline with honestly, if I'm not mistaken, four chapters already. Mm-hmm. So that's why this one won, as far as I'm concerned, that's why this one won. Um, in my opinion, storyline of the year. There really isn't, there's nothing that's been this compelling or this interesting for this long. I'm with you. And De Niro's pick was what you mentioned earlier, the bloodline. So mm-hmm. he didn't mention that. Yeah. But directors and mine's pick is with you. I'm with you. This this is the one that really winning is over. Mm-hmm. Is this story, this story, this story of how where this is going with how it's developing to become of the MGF. Everything what you just mentioned is all valid. Everything. That's why I'm like, I, I can't really add anything. The only thing I can say is really, man, one thing is this man is becoming the Steve Austin where we felt in love with the Attitude Era. That's where this man is becoming. Mm -hmm. MJF is becoming that DTA. I hope that is not him at the end, him being the evil one. It was all of me. I hope not. Because this run, he thinks that his run is feeling boring, him being the world champ this long. And then it's not boring. Mm-hmm. I heard his comment. It's not boring, MJF. It's I'm... getting people entertained. And it has us entertained mm-hmm. because why we're clicking that channel for that reason? Because we want to know what's going on with this story. Because this is a story that has us going the mysterious of who is this person mm-hmm. killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this story is so good. We got side quests with Joe. Like, Joe's not even technically part of the storyline. He's just like, I'm a, let's just drop Joe in as a, as a side chapter. Exactly. Not- not that Joe isn't important, but it's one of those things where that wasn't the original plan, but the story is so strong that they can add to it. And as long as they keep to the original theory about theme behind it, you can do almost anything. Because at this point, there was that moment where MJF ran into Swerve. The number of people online that I saw demanding an MJF Swerve match mm-hmm. is unre- is, was almost, is almost a, was literally unhinged. So, so, and honestly, it and the fact that Swerve managed to, not Swerve, I'm sorry, MJF managed to kind of roll that into Are You the Devil mm-hmm. line as well makes it even better. Yeah. So, like I said, this for me, this is the best storyline in wrestling right now. It is. I mean, this is the one that really has us like, oh, what's going on? And who is this individual? And the beauty, like I said, the beautiful part about this is it has us entertains us to a point that man we want to tune in who the fuck is this guy who is this guy you know under the mask is where we're at with it so and just i can't we, wait till tonight yeah and just when we get tired and think man i can't do this anymore they throw us something else into the pot that makes it a little more interesting mm-hmm. Absolutely. so yeah i mean there is honestly the other storyline i was going to pick was a david finley storyline in new japan I love that story too. That leads to that's leading to a triple threat match for Wrestle Kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have not watched enough of that storyline to be able to pick on it. Um, and honestly, it hasn't been around long enough, in my opinion. But it's still a it's a it's a great it's a fun storyline. And honestly, for I think we talked about this before. The uh, Bullet Club needed a shot in the arm, and I think David Finley and his new and this new run he's doing might be it. So, um, okay. Well, I got some news right now that Tim King just let us know right now here. Live news, folks. Oh, oh. looks like the Keith Lee and Swerve is off. Keith Lee is hurt. Fucking great. How's that possible? Well, well, we're gonna get into it when we get back here again to do the watch along. That's for sure. All right. Man, we're almost there, folks. We're almost towards the end. He sent me the he sent me the the champion thing. That's probably where that's where mm-hmm. it is. Okay. All right. Now keep in mind, folks, this next pick is I know we're but keep in mind this is I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll let the clip play first and then you guys will know what I'm talking about. Play the clip. That's right. Champion of the year. Now, keep in mind, folks, this could be any title. It doesn't have to be the main championship. This could be the United States Championship. This could be the mm-hmm. Intercontinental title. This could be the Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. This could be even, uh, even on the female side, you know, all the all the belts. From NXT to WWE, AEW, Independent Circuit, doesn't matter. This is the one who is pretty, mu- is pretty much champion of the year. And so... Man, Pepsi Phil, the floor is yours, my brother. You mm. have a champion of the year. Yeah, anyway. my champion of the year, honestly, is a dude who I felt has elevated the championship. Not since a level, it's been elevated probably honestly in the honestly since the early 90s. Like mm. honestly, in my opinion, drum roll, please. I'm going, I'm going. Drum roll, where are you? There we go. Ah, come on, damn it. Hold on. Mm-hmm. There we go. My pick, honestly, is Gunther. I love it. Yes. <laughs> In a really short amount of time, has raided that IC championship better than anyone else has, honestly, since Macho Man, since Razor. It honestly has an aura about it right now that, honestly, I love. Like, first of all, think of the fact that Gunther is technically, well, you know, the storyline, he's German. So him having an international belt makes it great. Secondly, the whole aura and the mystique of how he carries that belt and his little and the Imperium behind him, as far as I'm concerned, the IC title hasn't had that much shine on it in a very long time. Uh, very true. That like, is he has very, done, very true. He has done a great job. And honestly, he was so great. The Miz had to raise his game at Hell in the Cell. And I'm not saying Miz can't raise his thing, but Miz for Gunther raised his game to a level where it was some of the best fighting in a match I have seen from both of them in such a long time. Gunther has always been great. Miz was great, but honestly, Miz hasn't wrestled like that for a belt in probably five years. Just because I agree. they've always had him in kind of a kind of a, a jokey role, because you know. Uh, De Niro, what's going what's on, doing? brother Nero? I knew you come. <laughs> So, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to give you a pick right now after Pepsi Phil. Don't even trip. I, I got now, you. now, now, I know Bruce is going to be like, why didn't I pick MJF? 
honestly, that is a fair question because truth be told, that storyline he's doing would make you think. Here's the thing about MJF that I that that knocked him out of the running. Mm-hmm. Um, if you took those belts off of him and ran that same storyline, it's still a great storyline. That storyline is not belt dependent. In my opinion, like it, yeah, yeah. There's some storylines like the tag bells from ROH, the tag team groups. Seeing him do that, him having a championship, and Joe wanting to kill him for the belt. Yeah, that's something. But truth be told, Joe could want to kill him in general. The, it doesn't need to be belt specific. And MJF has raised him. I mean, yeah, yeah. The AEW title is special, but honestly, the aura of MJF is so strong that even if he didn't have the belt. The storyline would still be incredibly compelling. But mm-hmm. Gunther's entire run is about him and that belt. And everyone else recognizing that he is the greatest IC champion that they have had in a very long, almost 20 years. Yeah. So, so as far as I'm concerned, Gunther's the champion of the year in my book. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to go on my pick, and I'm with you, too. Mm-hmm. I I'm with the my pick is as is Gunther as well. Mm-hmm. I think he has been the greatest champ of the year. He you everything what you said was very valid. Mm-hmm. He didn't make that icy title relevant and really has dude. Look at the matches he had by far. Like mm-hmm. what he had with Drew McIntyre. What you know what he had uh that triple threat at Mania. Yeah, yes, that triple threat at Mania. You know and. What other match? And there was another match that he had me like shit. Even with Chad Gable on Raw. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's the, yeah, that's the one. Yes, that was incredible. That was incredible mm-hmm. because it really got us off the off our seats. Like, oh shit, Chad Gable may win this shit, mm-hmm. but it was he put over Chad Gable phenomenal. Yeah, and that's I, like a champion should. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I'm with you 100, mm-hmm. man. That is for sure. But I, I'm with yeah, Gunther for me deserves to be the champion of the mm-hmm. year. And like I said, we're not talking about the main champion, folks. This for this champion that he like Pentecost said it all that he made this really intercontinental title to be relevant. Yes, we know he beat the Honk Tonk Man's record, mm-hmm. and we already know what he's his, his accomplishments. We've seen his what he's done in PWG, we've seen him what he's done in the in the UK, everything. But this man. It's going to be the next one coming up next year to get a title shot, I think, for the main champion. Uh, honestly, I hope everyone, so. and we're already saying he needs to take if, – if if not if Roman still has a belt after Cody, after Randy, it needs that belt needs to go to Gunther. I'm with you. I am absolutely with you on that. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. So the Nero's pick. If the Nero is still here, mm-hmm. your pick is Seth freaking Rollins. That is his uh-huh. pick. <laughs> that is his pick. Is that – his pick is that is Seth freaking Rollins, and I'm surprised that he picked Rollins, but I get it why he has done great matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he really put over Nakamura to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think he did. I, I much as we, I really wanted Nakamura to win, but you know at least Nakamura got a, a story and he's mm-hmm. back heel, and I'm loving the fact they're allowing him to do what he's doing. And well, the feud with Rollins, I think, really helped him more. And now the feud with Cody, I feel like it's great. Rollins now with the feud maybe coming up against Phil Brooks, PCM Punk. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, uh, I don't know if you agree with this pick. No, I do. I actually think Seth is a good pick. It's a really good pick as well. 
Um, going back to the very beginning, since he's got that belt, mm-hmm. he has made that belt the workhorse championship. Like yeah. it's not. I know we all can say the IC is, but for Seth, he's. I feel like he makes that the working man's world championship, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I still can't stand the design for it, but mm-hmm. truth be told, um, Seth has been hilariously fun, extremely entertaining, and honestly, if we move past him getting the belt, him talking about his injuries and how he fought through all those injuries to make sure this belt gets represented well, as far as I'm concerned, that's the heart of a champion right there. Not just a wrestler, but just a guy who honestly cares about the business. And I don't care what anybody says. That promo shoot he did on Punk. It worked. They fucking got us like, fuck. This is his home? (laughs) There was, I don't care what people say, there was real feelings in them words. Oh, hell yeah. I know everybody likes making a comparison to when Hangman said it. Yeah, that's fine. I think Seth really believed that. I mean, Seth has always been a WWE guy from day one. And the way he was treated by Punk and the way he's carried it. And honestly, Seth just, and it, it, let's face it, Seth in general has never, like going from his years back at NXT, Seth has always been a great champion, period. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even mad at that pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, De Niro said, I chose Seth Rollins because he had to take a, a title that just—I know he said debuted, just debuted, mm-hmm. and made it prestige as the world championship. He knocked mm-hmm. it out of the fucking park. I agree with you. I know he's in there. No, no, he's right. Yeah, because everybody thought this was not a when he had the belt. People were just like, "Oh, Roman's the real champion," and this isn't right now. As far as I'm concerned, this right here—it's like I said—it's like the old championships. Like, remember back in the day when like Batista. And The Rock both had the belt at one time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like both those championships were revered and definitely what they want. And I think Seth single handedly, through some of the matches and some of the promos he's done, has made that belt just as relevant as Romans. So, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And the director's pick, he mm-hmm. picked MJF. That's, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a price. Mm hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's a, it's a solid pick. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. And honestly, MJF is a good champion. He carries it. And the last few times we've seen him wrestle, he has put a lot of people over, even just in promos. Yeah. Like, they see Swerve, like, Swerve, like, they, they wanted to get Swerve on a push, so they had him do a segment with, with MJF. Him and Hangman had a segment. And Hangman, even though he lost to Swerve, he had a pretty. That's a, that was a pretty good rub for him and Ang, him and MJF to have a little beef. So oh, yeah. yeah. So honestly, yeah, MJF's a good champion to have as your pick. I mean, I didn't pick him for my reasons, but yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll see how. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get director's pick. I get mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you've had you made valid points, of course. Mm-hmm. But man, we're almost there, folks. Two more, and then <laughs> there you go. I'm saving the other one best for last because mm-hmm. I think everybody does it. So we're gonna do this one mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like we should do this one. I feel like we should. I mean, but I'm gonna let the video play. Let you guys see yourself. 
That's right. Match of the year is what we're doing here, folks. Match of the year. This This is a tough one. This was painful. This is painful, brother. This, this, I had to go back and see way back machine for this one. (laughs) I had to go back from January to the fucking right now. I had to do the same shit. (laughs) You want to go first? You want me to go first on this one? Oh man, hey, yeah, this is a tough one for me too, man. I fucking I'll go first, I guess. Okay. I just have to fucking um oh I, I shit shit. This was a tough one, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I gonna have to do this because uh I I I'm gonna end I'm gonna get shit on. I know I am, but I don't give a damn. I think this man deserves the credit where his credit due mm-hmm. because this man has done something that for me shocked me what he did. Mm-hmm. What these both gentlemen did mm-hmm. is what shocked me. And I, I, this was obviously this was a tough fucking list, Pepsi Phil. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was mm-hmm. a fucking tough list for me to pick. Mm-hmm. But I fuck it, I'm gonna hit the drum roll. Drum roll, man. <laughs> I had to. I have to go with Swarm oh, Strickland oh, and oh. Adam Hagman Page. Cause besides me being there live and watching this fucking match. Mm-hmm. I think I said I think I said I said Swarm should win this one. When we had the prediction show, I think we did say that this one should win. This mm-hmm. And this this match, fuck! Oh my god, it was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Everything in seeing Hangman having him drink my blood, damn it! And like I was like, oh my god! Even the director and I were like, oh, but you like, do you see this? Like, yeah, do you see this? Oh my god! Oh, but that this match, match, that match was stunning. Mm. Oof. Uh, Oof. I know Jim Cornette is not going to be happy if he hears this shit. No, I, yeah. nope, he's fucking going to call him fucking Stephen mm-hmm. P. News. Like, what the fuck? This should not be match of the year at all on mm-hmm. PWI and none of this. But guess what? I This man, this, these two men mm-hmm. deserves to have that year. And it was especially a great story. Absolutely. It was a fucking incredible story. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Both of these guys fucking nailed it. Yep. Uh, man. And for Swerve to do that, and then the aftermath, being what you know, like him taking pictures of himself, like on social media, all the cuts, everything. I don't know how this man still went to fucking dynamite and went like if something happened. Like, he, yeah, yeah, that's when he, yeah he did that match and then went straight into the Continental Classic. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I, I had to give him credit credit too, man. I and Hangman too for. Take, you know, we finally get to see what we wanted from him. And I think, remember, remember, I think we all we talked about a weeks ago, you know, yeah. before full gear that we wanted that ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted from Hangman, and we got it. We got yeah. it in this match, mm-hmm. and it was fucking incredible. I fucked. I it was hard, man. I, I I could tell you about the picks that I had. Like I, it was between this match, Will Osprey and Kenny Omega. I had to go with this one. I it was fucking tough, but I think Swerve deserves to have match of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the one that we've been dying and finally get to see 
having his momentum and even the crowd when I the live audience when I was there was like, oh my god, like everybody was like, and and we're the crowd was chanting chanting swerve. Yeah, that's how you know because he's a he's a SoCal he's not a SoCal native, but he he's was from the, born he's from the area. He's from the area, yeah. He's from the area, but you know mm-hmm. the, the man has respect in Southern California and all over the West Coast for that reason. So yeah. mm-hmm. I had a, I had a it was a tough call, man. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking tough call, Pipsville. I don't know how you feel, brother. What do you got? Okay, so I'm gonna give you the two runner-ups first. <laughs> okay. So my first the first the second runner-up is Will Ospreay against Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh, my God. And this, one and, yeah, that one was honestly, and do, and I don't care if we record this, if Bruce asked me, I would deny this up and down. That was some of the best wrestling and storytelling for Will Ospreay I'd seen him and Mike Bailey. We have a little thing oh, between us where Ospreay. But Ospreay was incredible, as was Mike Bailey, legitimately. Those two were some of the most impressive wrestling I'd seen in a very long time. Uh, Osprey and Kenny almost made it, but because they'd already had a match before, this was mm-hmm. brand. This was like, this was a whole nother level. So that was my second runner-up. My first runner-up was Dan was Danielson versus Okada. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, that I, is right. Forbidden door. Like my friend used to say, my buddy said that night, that was a clinic. If you wanted to know what good wrestling was, what chain wrestling was, what actual what actual momentum in wrestling, how the storytelling was told, that is the match you watched. Oh, like hell it, yeah. It wasn't high flying, it wasn't like it was they didn't jump off a ladder or anything, but the way them two beat the crap out of each other, it was a thing of beauty. Oh, now, that was. All right, my number one pick, the winner of match of the year. Drum roll, please. All right, here we go. Right, here we go. Give me a minute. I'm doing some, uh, drum roll. Where is it? Drum roll. Where are you? Here we go. Was also swerving hangman. <laughs> yes, it is. To this day. <laughs> that is perhaps the most like uh, the most traumatic match I've ever seen. Not in a bad way, but in a match where you just you just go, Lord, because there was a point. I remember we did the watch along for that. We all got visibly uncomfortable watching that match. It wasn't like, and it wasn't one of those we can't watch anymore. It was like we had to watch it through broken fingers trying to watch the match. Go, ooh, <laughs> and no matter what happened. They didn't necessarily like go above and beyond, which they did, but they always made it so compelling every single time. And Dom likes to say the best thing about AEW is they've had some more tex- Texas death matches, not in Texas, than anyone and than any other promotion in the world. But truth be told, one Swerve took it to a whole nother level on that one. That was a whole different level for Swerve. Oh, yeah. Uh, as for Hangman, Hangman showed me something I had never seen before. The biggest problem I'd always had with Hangman was, like we said, aggressiveness. And not just aggressiveness, but honestly, the spectacle of wrestling that we need sometimes. Like, he, like he's a solid wrestler, but there's never been a point when you watch his match and go, it was at this point I went, Adam Hangman lost his mind. 
like or or like it's like when you like when you or it was at this point where Hangman just went completely bad shit, um, and the match and the, the match went off the rails and not in a bad way, but that's just how it was. But with him, he wasn't really having what Undertaker and Mick Foley likes to refer to as moments that make you remember matches. And I think with Swerve and the best thing about this as well is that M, like Adam Hangman also for the promos keyed into something really smart. He paid into the fact that Swerve decided to play into the fact that, as he liked to say, the opportunities game that they were talking about, which everyone talks about a lot. And Hangman and and, and Swerve was like, "Yeah, I'm not. If I was, if I got the opportunities you got, I would have been the first Black AEW Championship." And Hangman's like, "Yeah, that's true." But he also said, but and then the thought just and then the storyline from there gets great. There was that weird storyline where he breaks into Hangman's house. I don't even know what that was. And I still don't think that was necessary. But honestly, that match, we all were just like, we to the where we still like I like I'm afraid to go back and look at that match. Oh, <laughs> like, I remember I, that on top of my head because I was there. <laughs> I, mean, I want to go see that. I want to relive that match because honestly, I got the exact same feeling from that match that I got from Foley being thrown off the cage. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I, yeah, you're right about that. That's, it's, it's way different than that shit. I think it had really had us like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? Because we literally were we literally yelling, that man has a family. <laughs> and like and there's a point where like swerve started staple gunning himself which we were just like oh is that what oh so we so this just escalated quickly <laughs> so, yeah, so honestly yeah this deserves to be match of the year um i tried to find other ones that i thought would be like maybe something along some other places but truth be told I couldn't find anyone that compared to the level of like brutality that I saw in this one. I mean, this was, I mean, this wasn't a GCW match, but there were times where I was like, who is booking this? I, that's what I wondered too. If they both actually sat down and I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Really, yeah. You know, you know, I'm wondering who else gave their creative ideas to like, Hey, why did you try this? Or why did you try that? Like, man, I, I, I there had to be like a lot of people involved in this match. Whoever, how they did fucking, even I, I think Nana has something to do with it. I still feel like Keith, you know, maybe Keith D has something to do with it. I feel maybe um, Eddie Kingston probably got involved. John Moxley especially got involved. Like, hey, well, John Moxley, John Moxley kind of has a special. <laughs> uh, a while back, John Moxley, John Moxley has had a special interest in Swerve, going back to his time when he was in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember um, Renee talks about it where apparently um, him and Swerve ran into each other backstage and John did not remember who he was. And then he apparently talked to Renee about it. And then she reminds him, that's the guy from Lucha Underground. And he's like, oh, damn, I thought that man retired. So, <laughs> but, he, but but one of the things he said was he was a big fan of him in Lucha Underground, and once they kind of figured out where you know where the disconnect was and started talking, like he like I said that match we saw at the Triple Threat for the Continental Classic, mm-hmm. uh, you could tell that's that was John just being generous because he loved but he likes the both of them, Jay and Swerve. 
and you know, so and John's all about building talent anyway. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so, so yeah, so I was like I said, I, this I'm curious to see what everyone else picked too. All right, so let's go with the director's pick. Mm-hmm. His pick is Adam Cole versus MJF at All In. That, that was, is his pick. I, I pulled, yeah, they were one of mine too, but I pulled them out because I made them storyline of the year. Yes, I'm with you. I liked it too. I mean, it was a good story telling in the ring mm-hmm. because I'm like, shit, all right, this is going to go somewhere that I didn't expect, and yeah. I guess it didn't. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Nero's pick is as Forbidden Door, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with him on that too, man. Yeah, the only reason I didn't pick that one was we'd already that was what round three of their fight. Uh, was it two? Was it two? I think it was two, right? It was two. Yeah, Yeah. it was two. It was two. So for me, it was like I'd seen it before. Don't get me wrong, it was great. Uh huh. And don't get me wrong, it was beaten. But honestly, it was one of those. I I I, and this will sound weird. I kind of enjoyed his speedball match a little bit more than this one. Yeah, but this was also. Don't get me wrong, this was also great. And the finish for it is still one of the most painful I've ever seen in the match. Oh my god, fuck yeah! It was so painful just to see, mm-hmm. like, oh, he could cringe. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck, man, jeez. But hey, good picks from them, man. There's a really good pick. Legitimately, yeah. All right, the last one, folks, and I think everybody's been dying to see what is the last one. Yes, mm-hmm. we have to save this for last because we have to. But I'm gonna let mm-hmm. the thing play it. The last one of the night, folks. Here we go. That's right. The last topic of the night here, wrestler of the year. It could be male, it could be female, it doesn't matter. So this is going to be now one of the toughest picks here. I for I think that'll be for all of us. But I, I mean, let me let me start with at least I'm gonna start off with director's pick. Yeah. Before we get into our picks, because I want to save ours for last. Okay. So all right, so his Wrestler of the year mm-hmm. is, of course, this man. So Bruce is going to be happy to be around. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, he got, like I said, he got storyline of the year for me, which is, but I didn't, I didn't really feel like that was enough to make him wrestler of the year, though. So yeah, I, was- yeah, I'm with you on that too, brother. I am with you on that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's his pick. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for De Niro's and my picks. Yep, because this is the one that. I feel that it's the right thing to do, and the way how this man is gonna close is closing out the year mm-hmm. perfectly. And I hope this year, twenty twenty four, becomes a champion of where he's heading to, and I think mm-hmm. he deserves it. This man, it should be. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good credentials, man. And it just, this man's done it all, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm just pissed the fact. I'll get into it when I'll reveal who he is. Jump roll, please. I had to go with Solid, solid pick. Solid I pick. I had to. Solid pick. He's been making rounds at a bunch of places, and he's been making an impact at every single one of them. No pun intended impact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll be coming to your name pretty much. <laughs> but man, I mean, 
you explained it earlier, Pepsi Phil, and this man has really fucking accomplished a lot of things. You said it, you mentioned it earlier right now about he's getting been around the world doing what he's done. I'm pissed the fact that fucking Bushida board fucking dropped the ball not giving this man the belt, the IWGP belt. Mm-hmm. They could have given him this man the belt. But, you know, that's going to be another time because another topic of another time, what they did, they switched a lot of things. People mm-hmm. stepped down. Their, their board of directors, there's a lot of shit happening over there that changing the coming because, like, what the fuck's yeah, going on? Yeah. We lost all the talents because feel, of this piece of shit. I feel like we did not get the whole story about them that changeover. I, 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 you're right. I think there's more to it that we don't know. I, I mean, Tanahashi is a good pick, though. Tanahashi is a good pick. Oh, yeah, it is a good pick. I think it was about damn fucking time, but mm-hmm. we'll see how that's going to work out with him and be. Him and Gato can work things out, but booking and doing storytelling. Let's see how that's going to work out. Um, I'm going yeah. to give Gato six months. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I give him. I give, we'll see after the rest of the kingdom. I think I mean, we'll yeah, see I guess New Japan's got different politics they were not used to. So Exactly. I agree. But this man deserves to be wrestled of the year. Mm-hmm. He has done it all, how you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And now that he's officially signed with AEW, I this man should get the belt. I should I say can he be the man to really end MJF's reign? I can't say that. I don't know. Maybe it could be someone else, but I feel like if you give this man the belt, and now that you have pretty much his faction there, half of him, well, mm-hmm. you know, how one fourth of them. Well, yeah, you only have what you know, Cal Fletcher and you know, I mean, he still has, I mean, he still, I mean, he still has. I mean, he still. I mean, they still have enough of a relationship with um, with New Japan that he could bring his guys over every so, like at least a small group of his guys over with him too. Yeah, I so mean, he does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. I mean, honestly, I definitely see him beating Orange Cassidy. I, I do see that too. Mm-hmm. I, I do see that, but I feel that this is the man who is going to be the wrestler of the year, mm-hmm. who deserves to be the wrestler of the year, and man, what I what a 2023 for this man. Mm-hmm. Close out with, even though how you mentioned, you know, he still has this, you know, that partnership still with New Japan. He, but now he's going to be part time for them mm-hmm. instead of being full time because he's now full time for AEW. Yeah, he's great. Like fourth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, so I, I love it. I'll go for it. Pepsi. I want to hear yours. So I got a, I got, I got a no. I got a runner up, and I got the winner. Ooh, runner up. Honestly, is Jay Uso. Okay. So Jay honestly has done some of the best acting work. Yo, what's up, man? Sure, Tom broke ass up there. So honestly, the acting he did in that storyline with the bloodline is some of the most, some of the best stuff I have seen. Like, honestly, we were giving that man Oscar nominations for the work he was doing. So I gave him runner up for it. But for me, wrestler of the year is, is the dude who came up and honestly, it took him a while to kind of hit it off. But once he get his stride, and trust me, he had like after he won ta- after he was part of a tag team champion team, he had a, you know, and then the falling out, and he had two or three false starts before he finally finishes found his groove. Mm-hmm. For me personally, the guy who I think basically came up is the strongest, and basically from the beginning. Kind of created a year wrestler, a wrestler that we could all look up to. It's honestly for me, it's Swerve. All right. Swerve? Swerve Strickland for me. 
Yes, I love I like, it. I feel like Swerve made some legitimate. He made some. He said he made some great moves. He is wrestling. I think towards the latter half of the year is when he pretty much took. He took that horse and ran with it. Like I think yeah. he ran MJF's run in a sense of like the, again making a big impact in wrestling. Not unlike Jay. So if for me it wasn't about championships, it was about momentum and moments in in wrestling. And I thought Swerves did not have as many as Jay Uso, but every single one of them was just like, "What the fuck?" And, and it, in a good way. yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, but Will Osprey honestly is another one who honestly, legitimately, is a good pick all the way around. So I love it. That mm-hmm. is a really good fucking pick. Mm-hmm. Wow! Hell yeah! I am loving this. Hell yeah. It, it's, it makes sense because, yeah, because either way, I mean, we both didn't really expect him to come in AEW to become a tag team. Like, what the fuck? Like, no. I, like, I still feel that WWE, I think, I don't blame Pop H on this one. I blame Vince McMahon for this shit. Yeah. I, Vince fucked up on that for letting him go mm-hmm. because he didn't like what the fuck he was doing. That's bullshit. Like, I, I feel that if he would, if I guarantee you, you see, he has nice choices. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I mean, honestly, like, really, truly, like, this is this is this is a closer continuation to what he was doing in NXT than that tag team momentum crap. No, yeah. no offense to Keith Lee, although even as a tag team, they were really great together. But truth be told, this is closer to that. Um, oh, that thank you, right, Tom. Tom. That's right. Appreciate you, brother. If so, Tom, if you're gonna be available, we're gonna do the watch along for uh World's End. If you want to join us, I like, can oh and 40, oh, 45 minutes, but we're gonna take a yeah. bit of that. But yeah, honestly, and like I said, it's like the fact that and truth be told, the fact that Swerve just literally just it's not like he exploded on the scene, it was just like he slowly crept, he slowly started coming up, and he like he like I don't want to say he like climbed his way up, but he literally like dragged himself. And into like an, this entirely new persona of just like him and Hangman, and I mean, and and the the him, especially him during the Continental and during the Continental Classic, which he was stunning in, like every single match. And like I said, the fact that, like you said, after he fought Hangman, the fact he had that kind of energy to keep going. And I mean, it was it. I think his first match in the Continental was against Jay Lethal. Yeah, like that is not that is not a that is not a jobber match for someone. Yeah, that, was, that was like a Ring of Honor. Fucking, that, that is a Ring of Honor pay per view right there. Hell yeah. And that match was still like high impact, really speed. And the funny thing is, is we all knew the man was hurt, and he wasn't going like he was going like like instead of going one hundred percent, he was going like. 85 90%, which is still faster than everybody else in the in the in the building. And even at that speed, he was looking incredible. Oh, yeah, he was. So, yeah, so honestly, yeah, for me, Swerve was the guy who pretty much showed me something. Like, not to say that no one else did, but Swerve, like his like his matches, his promos have all been good. Also, he's got a good song, and Prince Nana dancing didn't hurt any. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So. Not to made up admit not to make that fucking song fucking famous now. Yeah. Like, oh man. As this is one that I found on IG 
Oh, I don't. I forgot. I, 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 I'll forward it to you when I find it because I've found it. It's hilarious. But other than that, this is very awesome. This is a really good pick because, yeah, this man, besides the match of the year, this man, even wrestler of the year, fuck yeah, he deserves to have that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what I was mentioning earlier, because of, I feel he really redeemed himself after the whole let go. If they, I think it would have been a different story if Pop H. Mark my word, Mark Page would have kept Swerve, would have kept Top Dollar. Would be all right. You know what to stay. Mm-hmm. We'll go with this. We hit Rogue. We're gonna go with it. I think it would have worked out. I think it would have, and I think Swerve would have helped Top Dollar and Adonis mm-hmm. to be better in the ring, and especially at home. So here's this is the one time I'll defend Vince. Uh oh. According to Swerve, uh, the biggest problem he was having was trying to get over with Triple H. Like, wow, honestly, so it's the opposite. So Vince is the one that really was. Well, yeah, actually, actually, no. Vince was. I remember. Remember when he was in NXT? It was all Triple H's baby at that time, still. And I mm. guess it was one of those situations where it was like Triple H didn't think he was ready to go to the main roster, and Swerve was ready. At least that was the last interview I'd heard. So bear with me, folks. Okay. And I think what it came down to was. Because he wasn't ready for the main roster and they were going in a different direction with NXT in general, it financially made sense to let Swerve go. And truth be told, I'm extremely happy about that. Me too. Because it was the best thing that happened. It put Swerve, it put Swerve in a really good position to really define himself. Cause like he learned everything he could from a WWE. And when he brought that to AEW. It was like I mean, honestly, he he looked like he had like he looked like he had a shot in his arm, and he was going. He was like he was all over the place. I remember his debut. He came out and on the building pretty much exploded, like a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean yeah, it was it was sad that he left WWE, but as far as I'm concerned, the best thing was once he got cut loose, he found like they they was somebody was smart enough. Tony was smart enough to go. I'm gonna use this brother. Mm-hmm. I'm with so, you. So, so, but yeah, this is the one time where it was not necessarily Vince, but I think it was one of those things where it's like, and this isn't a Triple H problem per se. It was just they didn't have, they didn't know what to do with them. And yeah. with Booker's, that's always been like, I mean, I mean, I, my favorite story is still Mean Mark Calloway. That's right. When they, when, when they told, when Ole Anderson to his face goes, you will never draw money in your life, sir. And it was like, uh, Undertaker years later, He's at one of the, having one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches they've ever had at WWE. Thanks, right. Oli. Thanks, Oli. So yeah, That's so I think it was just it was just timing and booking. And like I said, AEW gave him the booking he needed. And absolutely. And we are better for it. Yeah. And we are better for it with the dancing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 that's what we are right there. But mm-hmm. there you have it, folks. We did all the debate. We had the Peyton Network Awards here for the first time, the first annual. We'll have our second annual course next year. And you already know Pepsi Phil's part of his family. He's already officially a part of Circle Debate, then part of the Debate Network. But, folks, we appreciate you. We're not going anywhere. We're going to take a small break. But if you see on the other, on the, on the next video, we're going to take a quick 40-minute uh, break and then join us on the other video where we have featured guests. Tim King will be joining us here from Floor Slapper Sports. Will be joining us, of course. Hopefully, Bruce will be joining us. Mm-hmm. Notorious Dom will be joining us. 
Suplex Chile, our hermano from Chile. Gonzalo will be joining us as well on this. So this is the end of one, folks. Make sure, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a small break and join us on the other one. You see on the uh, on the channel, you see the upcoming. Join us there as we'll be ready to have the watch along for AEW World's End. So I see you guys here, but we'll be back. We'll end this video, but we'll be back in 30, 40 minutes on the other one. So don't go anywhere. Stick around, and we'll see you guys in a few. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys for joining us here for this one. But happy New Year's to everybody. But it's not over for us yet. Double header, baby. So make sure. We'll see you guys around. Peace, baby.